This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. And a pleasure to be joined right now by Josh Kaplan of 10Q Management. Josh, a pleasure to have you with us today. Thanks for a few moments. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, this has been obviously an amazing time uh, in your industry over the last couple of years. Kind of, you know, give us your thoughts, if you can, about how this industry has been impacted and, and how it's really impacted your operations over the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, sort of unprecedented for everybody. And just like every other industry, you kind of had to figure out how to adapt um, when most of your clients make the majority of their money by touring and traveling. Um, and that comes to an abrupt and you kind of have to rewrite the playbook and figure out other ways of, of bringing in revenue. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, thankfully, um, our clients are really good at the internet and on social media and, um, brands have, have taken notice. So, so brands have become even more important, um, than they were before to allow musicians to, you know, make a, make a living when, they're not allowed to tour. Um, and that's how they had been making most of their money. So it sounds like while a lot of these artists were using social media before, they may have even pivoted to use it, using it even further now. And, and maybe it's beca it becomes even more a part of their playbook moving forward. Yeah, it, it has to. It, you know, and I think that if you ask the majority of artists, they say that they hate social media, um, but that's because it's part of their job, I think. Um, and, and staying relevant and doing creative things um, on social. Um, you know, our, our biggest uh, client is, is Doja Cat, and, and she is sort of known as the master of, of social media. She, she has just been able to figure it out better than anybody else in, in, that I know of. Um, and brands and fans take note of that. And it's a, you know, it is, it's a necessary part of, of her daily life is, is going on Instagram or going on TikTok, And um, it's, it's a way to market themselves as a brand and a way to market their music. And, and how do they really distinguish between the brands uh, of social media platforms to make sure that they are, you know, getting maximum uh, return on investment for the messages that they're putting out, the videos, whatever it might be. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, so there's a difference that some of the, the social content, is natural and it's what the artist wants to do and whether that's singing a song or it's a dan you know dancing or doing makeup or whatever it is that's just what they want to do and that's how they sort of connect with their their fans then there's the the quote-unquote forced social media posts that the brands require as deliverables when you're doing a partnership and the the trick is to you know not look like a complete sellout <laughs> you know when you're doing a post that's yeah. um you know a hashtag ad um, so it, it's kind of a fine line and, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not the creative uh, genius behind any of my clients. So they are just, they, they just know how to do it. You know, they're, they're younger, younger artists grew up with, with the internet and they know how to work it better than, um, you know, older folks like me. Um, so, you know, it's, it's making sure that the brand understands if you're going to work with a certain client, this is how they, they want to do it and not flooding it with, you know, posts about the same, uh, you know, drink or food item or whatever the brand sponsor is. It gets to a point where you could be, it's like you're beating the dead horse, right? Exactly. Yeah. And fans are smart, you know, and then they, they see that and they'll quickly either, you know, blast the artist on social 
um, in the comment section or they'll just ignore it. You know, so it's, it's been, it's been good to work with some of the brands that we've been working with because they seem to understand that. And, you know, the agencies that we, that the brands hire, they have their own experts. And so it's, you know, it's kind of a dance that you do. What was it that got you involved in this industry in the first place? I just sort of dumb luck, I guess, or I don't know if it's luck. Um, I, I was uh, a lawyer um, and had some clients um, that were DJs and owned some bars and, um, they referred musicians to me and a couple of the musicians that I started working with early, uh, kind of blew up. Um, and then, uh, I, I saw that those clients really didn't have management and it, it really is pretty similar to, you know, the legal side of it. You know, the, it's really just managing their careers and knowing the legal side of it really helps because you know what they have to do, you know, for their all of their different contracts because you're reading those as a lawyer. Well, so I right. just grew it from there. And I was going to say, that's the thing, because there are a variety of different elements that, that come into play, whether it be working with the record label or the marketing yep. that you're going to be doing, uh, the, the concert appearances that you're going to do. You're, you're working on a lot yep. of fronts at the same time. Absolutely. And so it's sort of knowing the baseline of like, what are the actual requirements here? Um, and not stepping on the toes of the musicians on the creative side, um, because I am not creative. Um, and, and knowing, you know, hey, I'll, I'll focus on the business and make sure you're, you know, you're getting paid and you're doing what you, you need to do. Um, that's, that's my focus. And that's why, you know, I've had some success in, in the business. So we've seen, obviously, with the with the digital world now, it's it feels like that the relationship that the artist is looking for with a record label is kind of changed a little bit. And, and I'm wondering if it, if it is still kind of the same level of importance to be represented or I should say to work with a record label uh, than it was say maybe 20 or 30 years ago, do you think? I mean, I think it's uh, w working with a good record label and good people um, is, is important first and for foremost, you know, a, a label that sort of understands the vision and, and provides the support that you need is, is really what you're looking for. But, you know, labels are still super important and super powerful. If you look at most of the major playlists on the streaming platforms, they're controlled by the major labels. Um, that's not by, you know, coincidence. Um, they have the, the money and, and the connections and the power that, that you need as an artist to get on radio, which is still super important. Mm. Um, and so those relationships are, are really important. You know, it, it takes... Uh, it takes a lot for an independent artist to be truly independent and be successful. Um, it, it, it's really hard. Um, so if you're trying to get to that level where you're, you know, you're playing major festivals and your songs are on the radio, uh, a, a label partner is extremely important. Do you see more creativity coming from artists these days in terms of wanting to branch out into a lot of different things? I, I, I mentioned uh, on, on my show uh, the other day about, you know, seeing more and more artists from Hollywood that are getting involved with, with sports teams and different business ventures. Do you see that in the music industry a lot as well? Oh, totally. You know, I think uh, the spirits industry is one where you see, uh, you know, a lot of musicians have a cocktail uh, or, a, or a liquor um, brand that they are launching with their name. Um, I think most major pop stars are branching into fragrances, into clothing lines. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, you use your main 
you know, source of, of revenue, which is music and where you get all your notoriety. And if you don't branch out into the other sectors, you're just limiting yourself. If you, you know, I, I, it's, it's really hard for me to think of a major, you know, top 40 artist that isn't doing something outside of music that isn't, you know, sponsoring a, a brand or, or launching a product or acting. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, you use that that music as a vehicle to do everything else. But I, there's a, there's a, a high level of importance in picking the right thing to be tied to, to be connected to as well. And I'm sure, I guess, that you're part of that process as well because you you have the interest from the artist of wanting to get involved with Product X, but it may not be the right fit for that person or the connection with their uh, with their fans. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, there's you can grab a check quickly when you get to a certain level of, yeah. of, of fame and, and you got to think about what that check comes with. And, and honestly, the only successful campaigns that any of my artists have been a part of are campaigns of, for products that they really love and care about. And so it's, you know, it, it's really clear when an artist is just doing something for a check and fans know that, you know, just as well as people within the industry. Anything then in the last couple of years that, you think has kind of changed or pivoted the music industry as we move forward here in the next decade or two? Um, I think, I think honestly, what we were just talking about a little bit is, is, is musicians as, as brands. Um, you know, one of the main things that I look for for my clients is, is equity. So it's not just pushing someone else's brand. It's owning whatever that brand is or having some interest or um, ongoing interest with, whatever brand they're working with. I, I didn't see that 10 years ago. It was, okay, you can use my song for a license or yeah, I'll be in this commercial spot for you. But now because of the power that some of the bigger artists have within their fan base, you can, you can get equity. You can launch your own product. You can work with partners who can you know, help you create whatever it is that you want. And like I said, if, if the artist really believes in that and they want to get behind it, it usually works really well. So I think final, that's been a, a major change. Final question for you then with so much focus on the world of streaming, how do you think streaming may play a role in the music industry moving forward? I mean, you know, streaming isn't going anywhere. Um, I, you know, I'm sort of curious as to what's going to happen with web three and the metaverse and what's going to happen with streaming when that becomes more mainstream. Um, but but streaming is is here to stay. It's um, it's going to become more and more difficult to sort of differentiate yourself because there's so much out there. Yeah. Um, so I, that's been the case for the last couple of years. But I think that's just going to get you know exponentially uh, more crowded. Josh, a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks very much for your time today. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Great to have with us, uh, Josh Kaplan of 10Q Management. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.